friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shattered Ceilings Podcast. We're your hosts, Adriana and Stephanie. And we're so happy that you guys are back. Before we start, we do want to address something. We have some housekeeping to take care of yeah. <laughs> before we get into today's episode. I went back and forth a lot about bringing this up, but Adriana thought it would be a good idea. And I'm grateful to have a co-host that I can run <laughs> my ideas by. So we have gotten recently some negative feedback. Which um, is expected. Yes, expected. And I wanted to say... When we started this, we were aware that we were going to get like some pushback, but you can't prepare yourself for it. I feel like until it happens. Yeah. So I'd be lying if I said that it didn't bother me. Like it did bother me and it still bothers um, me. It doesn't so. bother me because I guess I just know where we're at. I guess we'll yeah. talk about it and then. Okay. Yeah. I want to address it. Not because I care what people think about Adriana or I. I think she's in the same boat as me. We don't care really what people think about us because you can't always please everybody. You can't always be best friends with everybody and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But what bothers me is the way that this show has been painted and portrayed, which is not truth. And that bothers me because we put a lot of work into this. So the feedback we received was that Adriana and I are very negative and we speak badly about the immigrant community, which really bothered me because one... The purpose of the show is not to gossip or trash talk. Like, we're not mm -hmm. a trashy daytime talk show <laughs> here. Like, the purpose of the show is for all of us to educate ourselves together. Yeah. So, the fact that that's being said and that that's how this show is being portrayed bothers me because that's not the truth. And second, for every bad message that we receive, we receive, like, two to three encouraging messages. And it's a lot from younger kids and a younger generation that's like, hey, thanks for talking about this. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this silently. I'm going through this. So, for me, I'm, like, the type of person that I'm very overprotective. If I see like a group of people that are marginalized, I get like very defensive of them. Yeah. So thinking that this show helps people and to have it portrayed in that light bothers me. So what I want to say is if you or somebody you know is like saying these things, refer them to the intro of this video <laughs> because I want to ask if you are thinking like this or if you're saying these things. Do some self-reflection and ask yourself, why are you so triggered by what we're saying? Like, there's a reason why it's bothering you, the things that we're talking about and the things that we're bringing up. Because even if you go back in history and look, whenever somebody tried to talk about negative things, they were always attacked, mm -hmm. which I understand. But like, if you're saying these things, then you might be benefiting from these toxic agendas in yeah. our culture. I don't even know how to put it in another way. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to address. We're very protective of what we do here because we know that it's helping people. We know our intent behind it. Yeah. So do you want to add anything, Adriana? Yeah, I'll say my little bit. Um, again, I don't think it bothers me because we're here speaking our truth, mm -hmm. which I want to obviously say is like what we're all dealing with. Mm -hmm. We know our intention behind this. It's to literally help people mm -hmm. and ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> I benefit yeah. from this. Yeah. Um, another thing is if we were really against the Romanian community or like haters of mm -hmm. the Romanian community, we wouldn't be in the Romanian community. We right. both go to Romanian church. Mm -hmm. We both yep. married Romanian men. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it doesn't we, it's not logical yeah, yeah it just doesn't saying. make sense i know i like there's people that left the Romanian community mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with it which if that's the route they wanted to take good for you but mm-hmm. that's not the way we're living so right. it just it didn't make sense to me when i heard it because mm-hmm. i was like oh well clearly they don't listen to our podcast if right. they think all we're doing is talking bad yeah we like to bring things in the light of mm-hmm. things that are obviously toxic and going wrong mm-hmm. and we always want to give people like solutions so mm-hmm. um whoever's listening they thought that we just talk bad mm-hmm. i hope you actually listen to our podcast <laughs> and realize we're not and yeah. then if you are offended by some things we are saying maybe it's just because you don't agree with us or maybe it's because it's like hitting something mm-hmm. so yeah yes. like you said kind of self-reflection and yeah I don't know. I hope, yeah, that it's helping people. And obviously, we yeah. we encourage any type of feedback. Mm-hmm. I there's yeah. gonna be haters out there. Yeah, and so. that's like Adriana said. That's fine. You don't have to agree with what we say. That's actually normal. That we don't all have to agree with each yeah, other. We all have different opinions, but don't portray the show and paint it to be something it's not. Yeah, because that's not what this is. So that's our little two cents. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to make sure our audience knows that, like, we love the Romanian community. Yeah, we love our culture. We just mm-hmm. want to better it. It's easy to leave. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I always mentioned in the podcast that there were times in my life where I left the Rumi community mm-hmm. and I was annoyed at the Rumi community, but like yeah. here I am. So anyways, <laughs> um, today's topic is going to be super important and eye-opening. It's very much like an American concept mm-hmm. and it has to do a lot with the idea of the typical American dream and pursuit mm-hmm. to happiness. We're talking today about the toxic self-help culture. Mm -hmm. According to some studies, the self-help industry here in the States are expected to grow $13.2 billion in 2023, which that's that's insane. Is that not crazy? Yeah. But it makes sense. Um, Like you said, I think it's a very American concept. I actually was listening to a podcast. It's a Romanian podcast the other day. And one of the guests brought up this self-help culture that we have in the United mm-hmm. States. And I it really made me think. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Because I don't think we know the negative aspects of it. And I think it's really important. And we actually titled the episode, The Psychology Behind the Self-Help Movement. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try to do today. Um, we obviously live in a society that's like super self-centered and focused on constantly bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing but i think we can all agree society as a whole is like obsessed with themselves their problems their stressors their relationships it's definitely very self-centered and can easily become like more selfish than Mm -hmm. good yeah so it's like i said it's like all around us it's screamed at us daily on every social media app around us but there are serious dangers to the self-help society mm-hmm. like we mentioned there's nothing wrong with seeking content and educating yourself on how to better yourself but the thing is self-help is not a cure-all solution so while we were while i was researching for the episode and going back and forth with adriana about it um, we were kind of encouraged to examine the scope of this show and we touched on it in the beginning but we have come to realize that our goal here is more to bring self awareness yeah rather than to offer any sense of like artificial motivation yeah and i think we are very true to being genuine and transparent on this show Mm -hmm. even if it's uncomfortable (laughs) so i think that that's not a factor that you see in a lot of this self-help culture yeah and i think also being christian it ties in with like self-help making sure like you are enough and you can help yourself it's like exactly it kind of contradicts what christianity is about too so i think that's i also love that you brought that up because that's exactly something i wanted to touch on putting the psychology aspect to the side if you are a christian 
and you are very enmeshed in this self-help ideology, it's starkly against what Christianity is because our self is sinful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a dangerous route to take. Yeah. I think there's good that we can take from it, mm-hmm. but it could easily become like a dangerous path to follow right so self-help in its essence makes you feel great like for example every time you finish a book watch a video attend a seminar you feel a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. which is normal that's part of our human experience if this wasn't true then it probably wouldn't be a billion dollar industry yeah so the statistics and the studies show us that it's obviously an industry that makes a lot of money and profits from this sense of accomplishment that people get so each time we absorb self-help content we are actually getting a hit of dopamine which is the happy hormone in our brain Every time you finish a book, every time you watch the self-help video, attend a seminar, you get an instant hit of dopamine. And the problem is, like, this is when an addiction to self-help content can kick in. Yeah. If you look at it chemically. So we get stuck then in something called the illusion of progress, which is very interesting because it basically says that each time we consume that kind of self-help content, we are running the risk of fooling ourselves into thinking that we've accomplished so much when in reality we haven't taken any active steps towards bettering ourselves that's so interesting (laughs) yeah so mj demarco talks about a term called action faking in his book so action faking is doing things that make you feel like you're making progress in your life when in reality you're not so some examples would be creating to-do lists and calling it a day but not doing anything on that to-do list i'm guilty of that (laughs) (laughs) i think all of us are or like making business cards but not picking up the phone to make any sales yeah So that's called action faking. It's like you're doing an action thinking that you're bettering and progressing, but you're not. So with the incentive to make as much money as possible, obviously in the self-help industry, Mm -hmm. the goal of the self-help culture is not focused on creating real change, but creating the perception of real change, which is crazy because that's what keeps you feeding on this content. Yeah, it's it's a business. Yeah, it's a business and it's a crazy profitable business. Yeah. So then we go into like, we're consuming too much, but we don't have any actions to show for that. So you can be left with an empty wallet, lots of temporary motivation, but then a like sinking realization that you haven't achieved anything yet. Yeah, and I feel like when you realize that, you even start at like a lower point than when you begin. <laughs> exactly. You're like, What was I doing this whole time? Yeah, and the self-help industry knows all of the psychology and how it affects our brains. And they know exactly how to pinpoint the moment, you know, before you start consuming. And they keep you kind of addicted to constantly consuming the books, the videos, the going to the seminars. I'm definitely guilty of that, especially when I did start my business. Mm -hmm. Because you kind of need to be immersed in that in order to feel like you're succeeding and doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like... That bittersweet thing of this is helping me, but you can definitely get stuck in that race of just always. Yeah, and we're gonna to talk succeed. about we're gonna talk about that. I think it's something our generation deals with a lot. Yeah, which I I always go back to social media. We mm-hmm. see people's best days and their new business ideas and what they're doing, and right, they're always becoming their best self. So everyone starts like comparing, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, Without- no wonder everyone want self-help books (laughs) yeah exactly and without naming names i mean it's all around us there are people who make a lot of money off of pushing this agenda yeah so buy my course (laughs) yeah literally exactly join my university yeah (laughs) it's i guess i think the older you get where you just become aware like okay 
this isn't helping. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to being Christian and realizing mm-hmm. I can't do anything without God. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. What are some negative effects of the self-help culture that you've seen? Okay. So researching this, the self-help culture is having serious impact on our society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, British journalist Will Storr in his book that he wrote, it's called Selfie, How We Became So Self-Obsessed and What It's Doing to Us. He opens the book with a chapter on suicide. Um, yeah, the author is disturbed by the prevalence of suicide in the United States, and he blames like the horror and shame of failing to meet sky high expectations that we set for ourselves. Which it's so crazy if you connect the dots like that. Mm-hmm. Suicide is a huge epidemic for our generation, yeah. and it starts to make sense why that I is. I also just read or saw on Instagram that like suicide happens more in males than females, which. I thought was also interesting. And who's targeted so much? If you look at it, the demographic a lot is male too. Yeah. With the hustle culture and everything. So that's saying something. So in the book, he cites surveys that show that uh, young girls are getting increasingly unhappy with their bodies. Mm-hmm. And actually a growing number of men are suffering from muscle dysmorphia. He interviews psychologists and professors who describe an epidemic of just horrible anxiety among university students. And that's attached to the phenomenon of perfectionist presence presentation yeah Um, another thing to mention is that studies have shown that those who consume self-help books had actually higher levels of cortisol which is the stress hormone than their other counterparts oh wow yeah and they tend to have more severe depressive symptoms which also adds to the epidemic of the mental health crisis in our country yeah so you think you're doing something good but you get caught in this very toxic cycle where you feel like you're not enough constantly and it becomes very obsessive yeah again i relate to this especially when i was younger not that it was trendy but i feel like in our age from the 2000s it was really in to be super skinny oh yeah low-waisted pants crop tops like you had to be thin all the models so i think eating disorders were huge and body image Mm -hmm. and all we had were magazines we didn't have instagram at that time right So I feel like our generation, at least for me, I dealt with like the whole eating disorder thing. Mm -hmm. So it's weird now when I grew up, I remember talking to younger girls and even my sister and they're like only a few years younger and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like that really affected us. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe this generation changed, Uh which I realized it became really in to be thick and curvy. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I was born in the wrong generation. And now I'm like... I hate bringing up Kardashians because mm-hmm. they don't deserve airtime, <laughs> but they do influence a lot of things, the culture. Mm-hmm. And now it's more in to be skinny again and yeah. low waisted pants are coming like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Everything comes back. always comes back. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing more girls be more open that are like 10 years younger than me that are like, yeah, I'm dealing with an eating disorder. Oh, no. Eating, so it's, oh my gosh. It's a weird trigger to me because I'm like, man, I haven't heard anyone talk about this because mm-hmm. it was kind of irrelevant. And mm-hmm. now... I get these like flashbacks of like everyone wants to be skinny. Mm-hmm. There's Instagram, Facetune. Yeah. You see these like girls in bikinis. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I really hope the younger generation who's listening is realizing like this is not gonna make you happy. Right. Like your goal weight is not gonna make you happy. But like you said, it's not something you realize until you're older. When you're so young, that's that's what the you're world you're immersed in. in. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting how the studies show that men. And boys, I should say, younger younger men mm-hmm. deal with this like 
they're self-conscious about how big they are, how muscular mm-hmm. they are. Look at all the big, you know, names out in entertainment that talk about hitting the gym constantly. Mm-hmm. And my little cousin, when I say little, he's like 13, mm-hmm. okay? Like middle school. Yeah. He's not even done growing up. Like he's... That is young, yeah. Didn't really hit puberty. I don't know what age mm-hmm. guys go through that. Mm-hmm. And um, James was at the locker room and... James still doesn't know all our cousins. There's like hundreds of us and he's like, you guys all look the same. But he saw my little cousin like flexing in the mirror and trying Aww. to look at his abs. And this kid's like 13. Like yeah. he like lifted weights for a day and he was so like, you could just tell like he wanted this dream body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And James told me and like, at first I kind of laughed because I was like, oh, that's so funny. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's so sad. Like yeah. you're 13. Even at 16, it's like, okay, That's go to the gym kid, for health. That's still a kid, man. Yeah, like 13 still is still a, a kid. Like, you're getting robbed of your childhood innocence. Yeah, and I'm like, go to the gym to exercise, like, play basketball, play sports. But, like, mm-hmm. man, already being so focused. And I think that's the danger of, like, wanting to be this, like, perfect yeah. image in society. So, I think, 100%. like, definitely men also deal with yeah. body issues, too. Yeah, and an interesting thing to note is... I thought about this so much. Self-help culture also promotes a level of narcissism in this society. Mm -hmm. You touched on this about how very self-obsessed. If you're constantly ingesting all of this information and content that pushes you to constantly think of yourself, bettering yourself, becoming a better you, 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 you. It all becomes about you. Yeah, it's all you see. In a way, I believe that narcissism and self-obsession has been repackaged and rebranded in our society as self-love and putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. But it's literally textbook narcissism. Yeah. Like, there's no other way around that. We see it even on, like, TikTok or social media, main character energy. Like, (laughs) we are are not the main characters in this universe. Like, there are other people around us, you know? I know. I think it's very toxic and it, yes, it's important to take care of yourself. 100%. I believe mm-hmm. that. But you also need to be serving others. Like, that's not a life if you're only focusing on yourself constantly. And also, it sets up a lot of these young kids for failure mm-hmm. because in society, you can't not only be thinking about yourself. Yeah. I totally your actions agree. are gonna affect other people as well so yeah i think especially in this culture we're dealing with problems now because people are so focused on themselves mm-hmm. but again us being christian and going back to the bible god said the world will only get more evil people will love themselves yeah that's a so good point it's like, yeah that's a very yeah, good we point. already have pages of us yeah <laughs> on the internet mm-hmm. which again it's you need to find a fine line and a good balance mm-hmm. of like loving yourself and putting yourself first mm-hmm. but loving your neighbor and not making everything right. about you right um i also want to touch on the topic of toxic positivity which is heavily ingrained in the self-help culture mm-hmm. if you're in this self-development bubble then more than likely you're surrounded by messages that encourage you to constantly think positively get rid of negative thoughts and thought patterns which leads you to believe that if you're struggling or you're having an off day that you're some loser who's regressing in their development yeah and so toxic positivity in its essence is actually a form of gaslighting that's interesting yeah and for who doesn't whoever doesn't know what gaslighting is gaslighting is when someone causes you to question your own sense of reality Mm -hmm. so toxic positivity can cause people to dissociate themselves from their negative feelings rationalize unacceptable experiences and even gaslight others in turn so i like kind of had a little memory that just came back mm -hmm. um obviously i'm not gonna say names Mm -hmm. but there was someone i know that was very like super positive encouraging 
In a sense, it was like their purpose in life was to help others, which sounds Mm -hmm. really nice. Like, wow, they're really encouraging. They impacted so many people's lives. Really awesome people. But again, with social media, I would know when they would have like a bad day or like Mm -hmm. be in bed all day because they're depressed or Mm -hmm. they weren't feeling well. And then I would be on Instagram the same day and be like, oh, they posted that today is the best day ever. Like, get up. I got up at five and I worked out. And like... It was this weird thing of, like, if I didn't know this person's real life, I would think that every single day they're living their best life, yeah, which and it's just not true. That is so exhausting, and it's so damaging to the constant. That's living a double life. Yeah, and it, when I saw that, what sucked was it was kind of, like, their identity to be always mm-hmm. this positive and mm-hmm. motivating, which, again, is really cool, but show your bad days too because right. people need to see that that's exactly. also encouraging so mm-hmm. that was like a few years ago and i remember when i saw that i was like i am never gonna believe anything i see on instagram yeah, anymore because i literally just saw this person and they just posted something that's so mm-hmm. opposite of their reality yeah so, so that's the problem because the self-help culture involves a lot of shaming of normal human experiences mm-hmm. so uncomfortable emotions are labeled as bad or intrusive thoughts that need to be fixed yeah. And you can't live like that as a human. Like, we are going to have, you know, moments of it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Like, and it's the human. self-help culture, yeah, it does not promote that at all. Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that the self-help industry is a huge proponent for the hustle culture mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, hustle culture can, first of all, very quickly lead to burnout. And another issue that I see a lot um, that can arise from hustle mentality is that it leaves very little room for self-reflection. Um, you're constantly going, constantly hustling. You can be hustling, but if you haven't taken the time to examine and reflect if it's the correct thing that you're hustling for, mm-hmm. then you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So, and then you get to that point where you look back and you're like, I've worked so hard, but I, I have nothing to show for it because you never took that time to self-reflect and be like, wait, what am I doing? Is this good for me? Is this the right thing? Yeah. Especially taking a break from social media even like family and friends, what they say and just really soaking it in and being like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Rather mm-hmm. than always asking people. Yeah. Um, I was definitely in the whole like hustle culture in right. my early twenties. In the moment I loved it, especially when you're like accomplishing things, like writing your goals and hitting it and it yeah, was but so that's great. The difference. You were accomplishing things. Some people get stuck. So that's why it also you get to a point where after accomplishing so many things, when you get stuck, you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? And then mm-hmm. it becomes more like depressive. You question and literally your entire being. Yeah, your, your purpose. Entire, yeah. Which is crazy. Cause when I was opening up my skincare business, obviously I loved what I was doing, but like that was my life. Mm-hmm. Like any I knew everything about skincare. I think yeah. at the time when people talk about movies and shows, I'm like, no. I don't have time for that. I watch webinars on skincare. Like, that was yeah. my life. And in a moment, it helped me, like, be knowledgeable and succeed. And I'm happy I did that. But looking back, I was like, man, I missed out on friendships, family events. Mm-hmm. Even just things like hanging out with my parents. Like, instead, mm-hmm. no, I need to go do this and this. Yeah. And-, and that was a good thing for you, but it wasn't forever. Yeah, so that's why like looking back, I'm like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy Time. few years. Yeah, yeah, so it's definitely healthy to have a balance. You can be passionate about things and have goals, but not be immersed into making yourself the best mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And I feel like God's always going to humble you when you're very prideful, too. So, mm-hmm. like, that was always a reminder when I accomplished something. It's like, 
that was because of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful. And that will give glory to him. And when you talk to people, you can be like, oh, that was not me. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, oh, this is how I did it. I did this and this and this. And it's like, where was God in that? And that is literally self, self self-help. Like self-help culture. It's all about self. Like I did it. Yeah, I did everything. Nobody helped me. It's very, very narcissistic. Like I don't even have another word for it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. Definitely interesting to think about. So with that being said, just because we got all that info, we don't want to leave our audience obviously confused of like, great, now what should should I do and what shouldn't I consume? So we do have practical tips for you. Um, Tip number one would be examine the content that you're taking in and try to stay away from any content that involves unregulated advice, quick fixes, and one-size-fits-all solutions. Yes, and I want to mention here on the show, we don't promote that. We don't promote one-size-fits-all solutions. Everybody's different. Every situation's different. We talk about that a lot. Everybody's timeline is different. What is very important, and this is going to lead into what Adriana is saying, is Mm self-reflection. And you can go ahead and say the second tip that you have. Yeah, second would be focus on what is motivating your interests and bettering yourself. Is it for you or for you to better serve others around you? Mm -hmm. Motivation is a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. Your motivation um, will tell you the intent that you have with Mm -hmm. what you're doing. So if it's only to promote yourself, you're already in the beginning stages of falling into that toxic cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that helps to not fall into those traps because like you said when you watch a seminar you read a book you feel like wow mm-hmm. oh, i'm bettering myself when mm-hmm. i watch a workout video i'm like wow i feel like i just did this workout yeah. <laughs> like it's so easy yeah. to like not trick your brain but i think there's even a study when you get like a like on instagram you're already like mm-hmm. happy which yeah it's, it's so crazy. crazy to me so i feel like what helped me was going through my instagram list of who i'm following mm-hmm. i unfollowed a lot of vloggers because i'm sorry their lives are unrealistic that's their job to have this curated perfect life right. mm-hmm. so i've like followed more people that are real especially now being pregnant mm-hmm. i'm finally like i still follow some where i'm like okay they have cute kids i want to see like what they're dressing mm-hmm. their kids yeah. in and then i follow a few girls that literally especially right now i think they're pregnant with me and they're like who else is dying? Who else has a migraine? <laughs> Who else is eating McDonald's right now? And I'm like, this is my girl. Like, yeah. she's actually real. So I realized what you're consuming, make it more realistic. And mm-hmm. it just makes you feel like we're all experiencing, like, life together. Right. And it's very refreshing. That's such a good tip. So, I like that, that. That's how I felt. And great. even... So I feel like with Romanians, too, not that people get offended if you don't follow them back. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we all know each other. But mm-hmm. there were certain people where I'm like... Not that, like, do I really have to follow you back? Mm-hmm. But if you're not being encouraging or motivating, or yeah. if I know you in real life and your Instagram's completely different, yeah. I'm not going to You can choose, benefit, you, but I don't want to see that yeah, on my Yeah, you can feed. choose what, what kind of content you want to take in. So. Yeah. That was my good big thing that helped me because that. I'm on Instagram and I see obviously feed and stories mm-hmm. and that will solely influence, like, on how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. With that being said, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We love hearing your feedback, mm-hmm. positive or negative. We'll take the negative feedback too. Yes. Um, yeah, have a great day and we'll see you back on another episode.